Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimpo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show as we begin on Monday. And it was a it was a tough weekend for a lot of our, our local fans. Uh, it was a uh, started my daughter's high school, dropped a dropped a big one, uh, a lopsided uh, effort. And then uh, Saturday night, Aaron, Bears go out to Provo and our worst nightmares were confirmed. I didn't feel great about this game. I thought the, the Baylor had its chances and, and kind of hung tough and uh, put itself in position, uh, but needed some fluky things to happen, and they happened. I mean, two missed field goals. I keep coming back to, you know, if, if you were going to get something handed to you like that, when you get a huge opportunity or a second chance, as the case were, uh, it, it you've got to – You've got to take advantage of it, and Baylor did not, and it was uh, bo- things bogged down, and I thought it was probably uh, sort of a uh, uh, encompassed pretty much everything uh, to try to throw the ball on that last uh, on that last one, and then have it sell out of the end zone. Uh, anything even remotely close to downfield, and of course that was only from about the eight or nine yard line. <laughs> But uh, it was not there. And the downfield throw game that uh, Baylor had uh, benefited from, for, certainly in the first game, uh, a lot of times last season, it wasn't there. And maybe, Aaron, I was the only one that seemed to locally, you know, Kevin Longquist would try to talk me out of it. Others try to talk me out of it. My brethren in both the uh, newspaper community and some of my TV brethren I I was worried about the wide receiver core just because the lack of experience. And they may be okay in that area, but by the end of that game, there, there was just no – they weren't even pretending to have a passing attack. And this was why Blake Shapin was brought in to because of his arm talent. It was why he won the job and that he was going to allow them to do so much more in the uh, in the passing game and he could open things up and it just it, it wasn't reflected he was there he was uh, uh Blake was not being decisive he was under uh, pressure ball was not coming out uh it, it was there was a there was a lot of things going wrong and uh and then the penalty started to add up there was uh, some some disciplinary type things in terms of uh, you know, the uh, targeting call, I mean, I, I, I say it's discipline. I mean, you know, it, it, there was probably a time not that long ago where that looked like a tremendous hit. In that instance, you just got to hit him lower. Uh, Blake Sims, who's a tremendous tight end, gets called on a hold. 
in OT that nullifies a touchdown. Sims is one of the best players on this team. And and what he was trying to do was dominate the defender. In that instance, you know, you, you got your man blocked up. If you take the man and then try to throw him to the ground, you are begging for a call. And the call did occur. Now, I, I just thought the call, it, it, it just hurt. I, I wasn't saying, I think a lot of Baylor people thought it was a bad call. I think when you look back at it, it was a hold. I mean, I hate that it was away from the play. A lot of times, you know, something that happens way away from a play doesn't get called. But the truth of the matter is he was engaged with the player probably five yards back behind where Squirrel was and, um, and, and got, you know, got locked up there and then took the player down to the ground. The call was made. The play was nullified. The Bears got behind the chains. And, hey, the kicking game reared its ugly head. I like Hankins. I mean, I have. I, I thought I thought he was going to be a talented kicker, and he may still be. I mean, they thought they really had some things they could do in the kicking game. Um, misses an extra point. Okay, that's the reason the score was the way it was. And then, um, and, and of course, they got uh, down – you know, obviously that's how it ended up, uh, twenty to twenty, instead of twenty-one to twenty. Those things can come back to haunt you. It did in this case, and then they needed a forty-three-yard field goal from him in overtime, and uh, he did not get close. I mean, it was a certainly has plenty of leg, but the kick was not even remotely close. Were the Baylor players rattled by? the the atmosphere in the crowd well it's hard to say i mean i i mean with, without knowing much uh it, it it was a difficult atmosphere the byu fans looked great and i thought it was i thought it was a uh you know a, a, a just a wonderful turnout now the bears did make the trip there apparently aaron they were given baylor free ice cream in the stands. The band played the Baylor fight song. I mean, these are the nicest. I've always known that Mormons are extremely nice people. I think the our friends that were at the game just could not stop talking about it. They said, hey, they usually leave games and, and figure out a way to be angry at the opposing team, and uh, they're not able to do it. These people were too nice. We had friends. The Prices were in town. The Gotchases were there. I mean, there were... Uh, I think uh, uh, Kyle Gilly, Michael Mathis. I mean, it was a it was a star-studded affair. Michael Hart, lots of people, and then a lot of our TV people made the trip. Chris and Darby and Curtis, and the Bears. Aaron, there's a, you know, they do a pretty good job, don't they, in Vegas? Um, if you think about it, final score is twenty-six twenty. BYU covers. BYU was favored by either two and a half or three most of the week. You might have been able to get a get a bet in for three and a half. So uh, it was uh, that was it was rough, and I I know I don't have great answers yet. We'll hear a little bit from uh, from Dave Aranda later in the program as to why. But I mean, I you know they went on the road last year and could not function in the passing game uh, against Oklahoma State. 
I mean, Jeff Grimes had to do basically what he had to do against Oklahoma State. He had to try to manufacture a running game. Tay McWilliams gets hurt in that game. Monterey Baldwin, maybe their best wideout, gets hurt. And I, I got to say, I'm very proud of Squirrel Williams. I thought Squirrel ran the ball hard. He's obviously got the speed. And then uh, I like the way Quaylen ran, too. Richard Reese got in there and, and did his best. I, I got no clue. I mean, if you're going to use Josh Fleeks the very end of the game, I mean, you may want to may want to get him a down or two at some point in the first two games. I mean, it's it's may it's it's uh, Bears down twenty six twenty driving first and go inside the five. Suddenly, Josh Fleeks enters the game for the first time all season. Now, maybe it was the element of surprise, and it did look like they were going to go to him. He ran an out. And, of course, they get called for a false start. Now, why were the false starts happening? Why was all that stuff happening? Well, got to give the crowd some credit. There was a lack of poise that occurred. This is supposed to be one of the great um, uh, This is supposed to be one of the great uh, offensive lines in the country. I don't know if that totally showed up, although, again, they did try to wear BYU down and had some success with that in the second half key moment for me uh in in Aaron I think you would agree with this is Bears defense had held up held up held up extremely well BYU goes down there kicks a field goal on the opening drive Bears defense just goes just stiffens the rest of the time Bears finally get down there and score a touchdown of course they miss the extra point they're up 6-3 and BYU, with about and again, it's a it's a great lesson. Now you got to punch the ball in, but you also got to think of time management. And 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 you really, you know, BYU hadn't really done much that whole first half, but they are explosive and they do have a good quarterback, and they showed it. And and I mean, even our BYU insiders, Aaron, do you ever remember them telling us? Did they talk about that number twenty-seven? I remember them talking about Keanu Hill. I remember some of those people that they talked about. Now, maybe they mentioned this guy. I think his name was Chase. Chase something. I'd have to look it up again. I can't believe I've forgotten it. I'm having nightmares about him. Um, he, he, was, he was great. Made the great catch in the, in the uh, corner of the end zone. Um, showed speed. Uh, almost wrapped up the game for them late when he got loose out there. Aaron, this was, uh, I'm starting to believe, Roeder might have been onto something. BYU wanting the Bears and everybody else to know their two starting wide receivers were out while this other guy was secretly about to become a monster. Number 27. Aaron, I mean, did, 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 our, did our BYU insider, insiders, our LDS insiders, did they, do you remember them telling us about number 27? <laughs> I do not. I mean, I have a hard time even – I mean, they – and, and the guy was just brilliant. Now, the running back, they said, was going to be so great. I didn't even see that much from him. The announcers in that game, okay, we won't get into it because one of them we love. All right. Did I get frustrated along with the rest of Baylor Nation? Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, we're going to make jokes about the moon all evening and just do weird stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, some of that stuff I was just kind of baffled by. We're still waiting for number 80 to enter the game. Well, guys, 
He left, at, you know, with a minute left in the first half. You got a sideline down there. Sideline guy, you can go find out. You go find out what's wrong with Monterey Baldwin. You go ask somebody. They may not tell you, but you got to know he hadn't been in the game the whole time. You can't be looking for him late in the game. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, you would think, being the broadcaster that I am, the very professional broadcaster, that I would not. But when I am frustrated in a game, and it does, it's not just Baylor. You know, it may be other. It, it seems like it's Baylor a lot of times. Aaron, I do sometimes direct my anger at the broadcasters. <laughs> maybe that's a weird thing to do when you're a broadcaster. <laughs> but maybe it's because this is what I do. And, you know, you, I kind of have certain, I've been accused of being sort of a media critic type, and maybe that's, there's some truth to that. But there were just some things being said. I mean, we're not looking for comedy, okay? I mean, people can either, I mean, I'll try to do some comedy on this show today. You can come to, there's so many different places you can go to get comedy. But, I mean, you're wanting to watch a game and just plug in. All right, so just some of that going on the other night. I just don't want to get too far into it, but it was it was a little bit ridiculous. First of all, I don't think it's fair. I do not know why ESPN keeps putting Robert on Baylor games. It's not fair to him. I mean, he, he hasn't even been – like with Aikman, he hadn't played for the Cowboys in forever. Okay, when you put some of these guys, they're going to end up doing games with the team where they played. But when you immediately, in his first or second year ever broadcasting, keep putting these guys on their own schools, it's tough because they can't win. They're either going to get accused by BYU or whoever of being homers, or they're going to get accused of overcompensating and like sounding like they're against their own team. It, it's weird to put him on the game. I would beg ESPN, let Robert do other games. Now, years late, years from now, when he's kind of settled into this, yeah, put him on a game. But, it, but this thought that, oh, my gosh, how cool would it be if we put Baylor's Heisman Trophy winner on, on the Baylor game? No, it puts him in a tough spot. All right? All right, enough on the broadcasting. I just was – I needed to get some grievances out there. Now, I thought the defense did some good things. I – you know, I – Golly, I, I, the, some of the late hits, some of there's some again, there's some disciplined things. Walcott's just a flat out player. He 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 arrives at the right time. Uh, I thought Dylan Doyle. I mean, he, he's such a great player. You hated losing him. Fortunately, they have some depth there, and I saw thought some of the coverage was fine. Although they got called on a on a on a pass interference late. That uh, and again, BYU ends up missing the field goal. But that you know what I'm talking about, Aaron, where the uh, where the linebacker Matt Jones is is trailing that player, and the guy fakes it. I mean, the best shot we saw, it looked like he faked it. Now, again, they might have before we saw it, he might have tugged on him or something, but it did not look like interference. Um, Aaron, any any. I, I, and again, I, I get it. Boy, the Baylor brethren, we're our first thing we go to. I got one buddy named Chase who's, who's one of my best friends in the world and played football and, and is a great fan. But he's just the only, he constantly complaining about the play calling. All right. I, I, I don't know if I would 
I, I think what happened is Jeff Grimes probably wanted to have a downfield passing game and got into that game, and it wasn't there. <clears throat> and they couldn't get it going. And so just decided we can't – it's not there. So we've got to try to grind it out on the on the ground. And it was frustrating to watch, and they looked like they were in the mud at times. I got to hand it to those running backs. They kept fighting, and they kept rotating them in there. And I thought they ended up actually manufacturing a pretty decent running game. But the offense was bad. All right, overall, to, to have that little production – uh, at BYU, as good as they are, as good as the fans were, it's not good enough. It's not up to the Baylor standard. All right, another team that did not live up to its standards, those Dallas Cowboys. The legendary Drew Pearson joins us next. It's Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni this Saturday morning prior to the Baylor-Texas State game. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni at 7 a.m. We'll have a look at the game, scores, highlights, and a whole lot more. Don't miss Game Day Live this Saturday morning at 7, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. At Kubota, we want to help you deliver a job done right. That's why we want you to know that new Kubota inventory is arriving daily at WC Tractor. You have work to do. We have the reliable, durable, and versatile Kubota lineup to help you do it. Visit WC Tractor today for all your Kubota equipment needs. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com or call us at 1-888-887-2286. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care to help local patients in need. Donate blood. Save lives. Visit carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. 
Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family and we take joy in our family, serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Fader falls to number 17 after the loss to BYU in double overtime, 26-20. to Bears will be back in action on Saturday at home versus Texas State. UMHB falls in the D3 poll to number 5 after their loss to Whitewater, 28-24. to Crew will be back home on Saturday to host Southwestern. Tampa Bay beats Dallas on Sunday night football, 19-3. to Cowboys also lose their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, to four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Week one of the NFL wraps up tonight with Denver at Seattle on Monday Night Football. Rangers salvage a win in Toronto yesterday. Rangers with a doubleheader today versus Miami. Game one, first pitch at 12-10, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And game two tonight will be on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Drew Pearson, the original 88, joining us now. And Drew, I got to say, love seeing that commercial. I've seen it before, but boy, you and and uh, CD and, and Dez and Michael sitting there hanging out at the, uh, what do we call that, Club 88? I want there to be actually be a Club 88 where I can go and, and hang out. But uh, I, I, I love that uh, commercial. Where, where did you guys film that? Uh, we filmed it in uh, Dallas uh, off of Central Expressway in Walnut Hills. Uh, I don't know how they found this person's home and why they chose their home, but that's where we did it. And we took over their house, <laughs> their home for uh, most of the day. And, you know, of course, you have your sessions or where you get serious and film or uh, record what you uh, say, what you're going to record and what your lines are supposed to be. But uh, after that or before that, or uh, we had a ball just talking about each other and what the 88 club means and what we got going and how the Cowboys treat it, how no other team in the NFL treats a number the same way as the 88 club. So uh, we talked about uh, uh, CD stepping up and keeping it going. We don't want to have to kick him out of the club. You better step up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Drew, uh, people don't want to believe this, but Roger didn't always, and Danny didn't always hit you in stride. Occasionally, 
you had to reach back maybe and catch one. And uh, we on one of those plays, I think CD probably when his quarterback's struggling, sometimes you had that happen. You got to help him out. You got to make a play. And boy, that was not happening last night. Drew, were you were you as surprised as Jerry and Steven sound today at how inefficient uh, and just disorganized that uh, that the offense looked last night in that nineteen three loss to Tampa? Yeah, very surprised. I thought that would be the stronger point, even though, you know, you're, you're uh, dealing with a new receiver cord, basically, and new offensive line, basically. Uh, I thought, you know, that would be the strength of our football team early in the season. And the defense will come together, gel together, and be the strength of our team when you really need it as you're jockeying for playoff position. Uh, so, you know, I was really disappointed, but I, I was like scratching my head. You know, I got a ball head in that. And so I got to be careful when I scratch it, you know. So <laughs> when I was scratching my head after the, the first series of running all these jet sweeps and reverses and double reverses, what were they trying to do in that situation? I don't know, but it didn't work. And that put them in a hole. And it seemed like, uh, Matt, that they didn't have the fire. Uh, the desire, the competitiveness that it takes to win in the NFL. You know, McCarthy said it after the San Francisco playoff loss last year. He, he said it didn't seem like the team was ready. He could see it in their eyes or something like that. Well, he probably saw that same thing in this game against uh, 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 Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, you got to come. You got to bring it. That's, it's about effort, you know, missing tackles and, Oh, man, then don't let me get on the penalties. Double-digit penalties again. You know, what are you doing? Are you working on this? Are you concentrating on this? You're trying to eliminate it? Or are you just dealing with it and trying, hoping it doesn't happen and uh, cause problems uh, throughout the football game? But anyway, yeah. it was a disappointing loss. Uh, I'm glad I didn't go to the game, Matt. I sat here at home and uh, – and I was very uh, glad I wasn't around anybody because I might have smacked somebody. I was so upset. You need a good stiff drink to watch that kind of offense, don't you, Drew? I mean, you almost need a little something in your glass. I mean, that's a uh, that was <laughs> you rough. Got that right. I mean, do we you need even a double? <laughs> Wait, Matt, let me let me get to this. You made a good point about uh, CD. You know, the pass was a little behind him. No. Mm -hmm. I told Roger, you never, if you're throwing to me, it's never a bad pass. All right. You throw it in my radius, in my zone, it's never a bad pass. I'm going to do everything I can and make an adjustment. If it's not there perfect, make an adjustment to make that catch. And that's what CD's got to do. He's got to step it up a little bit, you know? He's got to get a little more physical. He's got to get a little more vocal. He's got to be like me when I was out there talking noise all the time. He's got to be like Michael Irvin when Michael was out there. You know Michael talked a lot of t noise, and Dez as well. He's got to be uh, uh, more aggressive out there, take charge. And when the re other receivers aren't doing their job or he doesn't make a play, he's got to get back to that huddle and encourage other guys to step it up and keep going, especially now, you know, with your quarterback, you know, out anywhere from four to six weeks. So. Uh, CD, we got to sit down and uh, get get together with him. Not around any uh, Chipotle, just around maybe uh, the four <laughs> of us, and let him know 
what he's got to do to live up to these double H's. <laughs> Club 88 needs to happen. It may have to happen off-site, as Drew Pearson shares with us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dak, Dak Prescott, before the injury, was uh, struggling mightily throughout this game. That That is concerning, Drew. Guy in his seventh year, $40 million a year. Uh, we know what the money is. We know what the expectations are for him. He's obviously seems like a tremendous leader. Uh, he's got so many things going for him, but that was a re- that looked like a guy that just wasn't ready, even maybe for the speed of the game or something. I mean, it, it, balls were coming out late. Uh, he was floating that interception. I mean, it just looked like he did. He wasn't recognizing the coverage and drew for a veteran quarterback. That to me, that's pretty concerning. You got that right, Matt. It was concerning to me watching it. You couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, one thing Dak uh, predicated himself and the reason, one of the reasons he got the big money and everything is because he was so accurate throwing the football. But he didn't show that yesterday at all. And then uh, a lot of that accuracy was uh, uh, hurt by the decisions he was making, where he was throwing the football and how he was throwing it. And he just didn't look comfortable back there uh, 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 on, on drop back passes and things of that nature. Even the uh, RPOs and other things he was running, he just didn't seem comfortable enough. What Dak got to do, you know, he's a, as you mentioned, Matt, he's a tremendous leader. We all know that. He's a class guy, character guy, and all that kind of stuff. But what he's got to do is play his position so well that it uplifts the other guys. It makes the other guys better. He's got to make the other guys better. These young receivers, he's got to make them better. You know, he's got to lead them where they need to go. And uh, I didn't see any of that kind of leadership uh, uh, yesterday. But you can't be a leader unless you're playing, okay? you got to do the job yourself. So maybe that was the problem. But uh, he's got to step it up as well and become a better player so his teammates can be better, especially now, you know, now that he's hurt, he's got plenty of time to think about this. And, you know, what we got to do is take Dak out of that office and put Cooper Rush in there and everybody else has to uplift their game a little bit better and play a little bit uh, better and play with a little more emotion, to get the job done and uh, try to compensate for your backup quarterback being in here. Would you have a tendency to want to trade for a quarterback? There are some guys out there. Jimmy Garoppolo's name comes to mind. Um, and uh, you could you could lure like a Ryan Fitzpatrick out of retirement. I think he's supposed to be on Amazon on their new Thursday night package. Uh, or do you think, hey, you just got to go with what you have with Cooper Rush and Will Greer, would you be tempted to kind of look around and see what you could bring in? Well, you definitely got to look around. You know, that's their job. They got to find out what's out there and what might be the best option available. Don't talk about Colin Kaepernick and um, Cam Newton and those guys. You know, they've, they've been out of the game too long to come in and try to help help the Cowboys. But at, for right now, they got to go with what they got. And they got to build that confidence in what they got. They got to build a confidence in those guys. And uh, in the meantime, look around, beat the bushes, see what's out there. 
you know, you talk about Garoppolo. Did, did San Francisco actually trade him yet? The way the, their quarterback played yesterday, you know, uh, they might want to keep him around. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard. That's a tough position. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you get somebody of quality, uh, you got to protect them and keep them healthy. The thing about the, uh, Matt, the thing I'm upset with uh, more than anything uh, with the way the Cowboys handle the offseason is uh, they let quality players go. And if you're going to do that, you got to bring quality players in. You got a quarterback that you committed to, all right? He's your quarterback of the future. Don't take his weapons away, don't take his offensive linemen away. Add to that, find better ones, increase the, uh, uh, the talent around him, don't diminish it. And that's what's happened. The talent around Dak from last year to this year has diminished. And uh, it's in the offensive line and it's in the receivers. So, uh, you know, that's the, the, the uh, pet peeve I have about uh, what went down in the offseason. We should have been finding guys to supplement or help uh, Dak become better and the offense become an offense like Kansas City and some of these other offenses. Even Carson Wentz, what did he prove? Four touchdowns yesterday? Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, you know? I mean, come on, guys. You got other teams have receivers that you're never heard of stepping up and making big plays and doing it, you know? So we got to do the same thing. So you can tell I'm a little frustrated. Well, I, hey, like why do you think the Cowboy fans, right? Yeah, why do you think I immediately thought Drew Pearson today? I want to reach out and see what's on Drew's mind, and I always love uh, catching up with you. Did you think at the time that Amari Cooper, when they made that decision to trade him for a fifth round pick, obviously that seemed to be more of a financial decision at the time? Did you kind of understand the reasoning? Or did you think they, they probably should have held on to him? You know, obviously knowing Dak had a, a great chemistry with him. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I understand their, their reasoning for letting Cooper go. You know, the, the production didn't match the salary, and the salary is going to go up, you know, uh, into this season. Uh, but the disappointment for me is not letting Cooper go, but letting Cooper and Cedric Wilson both go. You should have kept tried to keep one or the other. And, you know, Cedric Wilson, every time he got a chance to play, you know, or uh, make a play, he stepped up and made a play. And uh, that's another weapon that the Cowboys let go that, that that could use right now. And so you couldn't let both of them go. But I understand them letting Cooper go. And, uh, you know, it looks like a bad move now. But salary cap-wise, maybe down the road, it might not be as bad when they can find somebody to replace him of the same quality, but uh, to let both of those receivers go and now, and knowing that your other receiver Gallup is coming off a of knee surgery and you don't know when you're going to have him and know how effective he might be when he does come back, you know, Cedric Wilson should be on that team. Yeah. And, you know, you can make, you can do something with Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown and maybe develop some of the other guys, but you know, I think that was a big problem. And, again, it goes right back to the same situation where, you know, they didn't build around Dak. You know, they deleted uh, talent around Dak. And it's going to pay or uh, show up this year as we go along. We better hope our defense can 
uh, keep people out of the end zone like they did yesterday, except that great catch that Mike Evans made. You know, yeah. he's, he's in my in my mind one of the best receivers in the NFL, and doesn't get enough recognition. But he just makes plays. But the defense yeah. pretty much kept them out of the end zone. Of course, in the kick field goals, you know, if we can do continue to do that and put some points on the board uh, with touchdowns, uh, then uh, we should be okay. Well, look. I mean, you look at Tampa. Schedule, Matt. You, you yeah. see the schedule, and it, it's not easy going forward. No, and and look what Tampa did. Julio Jones to add to Godwin and Evans. They got Gage from uh, from Atlanta. You know, they they don't stand pat. It, it's like we got to get Tom Brady. This guy's forty. He's still great, but he's forty five years old. Let's go bring some firepower in here and put it around them. There's no, there's no like, oh, let's just see if our internal candidates can get it done. Uh, they went out and got right. some things done. By the way, Drew, did um, uh, you've been a longtime broadcaster. Did you ever have a night where uh, the voice just left you, kind of like poor Chris Collins' work? Well, you could tell <laughs> right away. And, you know, that's the thing. NBC, if they don't want if they want his voice to sound good, don't make him yeah. do the Notre Dame game and then send him across the country. I mean, that that's you know, that's how those things happen. Did you did you ever have a special recipe for making sure you always had your voice? No, no, I never had a problem. A lot of times people told me to shut up or tried to shut me up. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I never had that problem. But, you know, everybody was commenting, you know, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he sounding like that and all that? But, you know, Matt is not far from what he normally sounds like when he's, when he's healthy, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just what you get. I don't know if you ever heard of Phil Mushnick. Uh, who writes for the yeah. New York Post. You know, he's that guy that writes about the uh, TV and all that. Well, he gets on Collinsworth all the time because he can. He does not spare words. I mean, he does not shut up. The whole game, he goes on and on and on, even with a raspy voice and, and bad, bad pipes. He still tries to bring it, but that's his game, and that's why he's uh, doing what he's doing. We're doing what we're doing. Yeah, I thought, by the way, you would like the tweet I had. I said, even Collinsworth's voice held up better than the Cowboys' offense. <laughs> yeah, you got a good one there. You okay. got that right, too. You got that right, brother. Hey, uh, Drew, always love seeing you. Uh, what was the first commercial you ever did? Uh, think back to your playing days. What was the first endorsement or uh, TV commercial that you were ever in? You know, Matt, it was probably for Bond's clothing, Bond's clothes. I uh, uh, promoted them, did some uh, newspaper ads, magazine ads, little TV commercial. But you never heard of them, have you? B-O-N-D-S, Bond's. They were the, uh, they were the uh, big clothier back in the day, okay? And so wow. I, I was able to uh, do a, a spot with them. Then from there, I got a lot of opportunities doing uh, uh, car commercials because I had a lot of car deals over the years. And then I also did a lot of PSAs, a lot of charitable stuff, which allowed me to do a lot of PSAs. So all those things get, got my face out there. But I'm 71, Matt. To get a, a national commercial at 71, <laughs> ain't that bad. Ain't that bad. 
No, and I, I was hoping once you uh, got in the, uh, the Hall of Fame that those things would multiply. But the truth is, even before the Hall of Fame, you were great on TV and you were in demand for that type of thing. But uh, that is pretty cool, a national commercial. Uh, and uh, the great thing, Drew, is nobody would ever guess in a million years you were 71 unless you told them, and, uh, which you just did. But, uh, boy, you yeah. still look great. I don't I know tell you... too many people that, so I just hold <laughs> all Central Texas, okay? <laughs> no, I'll keep it, keep it under wraps. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, uh, Drew, always fun catching up with you. Cannot wait to uh, see you in person soon. You got it, Matt. Anytime. Call my name. I'm there for you, buddy. Well, you always have been. I appreciate it. There he goes, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson, the original 88 on the Matt Mosley Show. Campus Confidential is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. In the gun, Prescott inside handoff, Elliott. Only heard here. Bouncing right with a convoy to the five, near the pylon. All season. Touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott, 13 yards. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Bengals Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage you wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic the big 12 blitz weekdays at 5 50 p.m on espn central texas Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency, Farmers Insurance, has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency, Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. 
1-800-321-8051. It's almost fall. School has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor falls to number 17 after the loss to BYU in double overtime 26-20. to Bears will be back in action on Saturday at home versus Texas State. UMHB falls in the D3 poll to number 5 after their loss to Whitewater 28-24. to Crew will be back home on Saturday to host Southwestern. Tampa Bay beats Dallas on Sunday night football 19-3. to Cowboys also lose their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, to four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Week one of the NFL wraps up tonight with Denver at Seattle on Monday Night Football. Rangers salvage a win in Toronto yesterday. Rangers with a doubleheader today versus Miami. Game one, first pitch at 12-10, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And game two tonight will be on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Great to be with you today on this Monday. Lots of losses in the air. Baylor, BYU, reacting to that one. We came out strong today. Will uh, Aaron always post the entire show, which he does a great job of, right after the program. So if you missed anything... You can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, oh, Aaron, we put it all over the place, but uh, I'm a big Twitter guy, so follow all that. Uh, you can follow our station Twitter account. Um, I'm at Matt Mosley. Aaron, what's our uh, Twitter handle for the station? At 1660 ESPN? Yes. Okay. At 1660 ESPN is a good one to lock in. And if you don't have Twitter, get it. And you say, oh, I don't want to do Twitter. I don't want to comment. Well, you don't have to comment. Just follow different people. Follow me. Follow Aaron. You know? I mean, I hate to pander to get my followers up, but I'm not above that. Um, It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And how great was that? Drew Pearson on the Pro Football Hall of Famer. Okay? That's what we do. We try to bring you Hall of Famers. And we've done it recently with SWC Hall of Famers, Baylor Hall of Famers with people like Cody Carlson, Baylor greats like Matt Clark, Steve Stutzman, and then today, Drew Pearson. Aaron, I mean, my gosh, I'm not, I mean, we're not trying to show off, but, my, we, you know, we're just doing what we do. All right, Aaron, um, it is time for Campus Confidential. 
and that's when we share the best in college football and college athletics and share our opinions with you. Aaron, what's on your plate today? Georgia reclaimed the top spot in the AP college football poll, and Kentucky, Oklahoma State, and Arkansas all moved into the top ten after an upset-filled weekend across the country. Georgia got 53 first-place votes to move ahead of Alabama, who got nine. Ohio State got one. Michigan and Clemson round out the top five. Oklahoma is six. Oklahoma State, eight. BYU is up to 12 after their win over Baylor. Baylor drops to 17. Texas lost their way into the top 25 as they enter the poll at number 21 after their loss to Alabama. And Texas A&M fell all the way from 6 to 24 after being upset at home by Appalachian State. All right, did you say you, um, Texas ends up where? Did they show up at 21? 21, yes. All right, I had predicted 18. <laughs> uh, but but 20, and, and I think people thought that was kind of like joking. I, I was serious. I no, mean, you I, know, I remember you, you saying that. You take number one. Um, I mean, I we, you know their favorite. We thought it was going to be a blowout. It was a. Uh, they were three touchdown favorites, uh, Alabama, on the road, and Texas really outplayed them for much of that game. And Aaron, that call was uh, that call was awful in the Pretty end. Bad. So. The only thing I can, and I don't think we ever got a great explanation. I'd like to hear from the Big Twelve officials, whoever called that. Um, I the only thing I can try to guess is that when he was falling down and he and he threw it out of there that the the fact that the pass was tipped in some ways does that maybe make it a forward pass i mean that's the only explanation that i might be able to accept yet i don't think we've ever gotten a great explanation i mean he was going down that was an absolute safety i mean they called something stupid didn't they call targeting or something idiotic i mean i just like i don't even know what that was I, I had stopped by to get some food, and I'm watching that without the sound, and, and I'm just like, what in the world are they doing? Did they try to call targeting or something on the defense, and they and then they waved it off, Aaron, before they even got to whether or not it was intentional grounding? I, I didn't see that part. I, I, I actually okay. was – That's okay. It, it's a, it was an enormous play in the game. And so what they did is – they they called targeting. Okay, they, now they waved that off because that was the dumbest thing ever. But it should have been a safety, and it, and, and it should have been two points. I mean, it's just no, there's no getting around it. And, uh, and yet they found a way <laughs> to let Bama skate on that thing. And um, that was embarrassing. Say again, Aaron, for our people, uh, where the Baylor Bears ended up uh, falling from number nine to what? To uh, number, Baylor went from 9 to 19. Okay, Bears fall. Wow. All right. 10. And where did they, uh, where did BYU go? 12. So they just I'm sorry, 17 kinda... for Baylor, not 19. 17 for Baylor and 12 for BYU. All right. Bears go down to 17, and and BYU comes up to 12. I, I'm going to be interested. That was, a, that was a really good win for BYU. Now, they were favored by Vegas. So, let's remember, I think sometimes we want to say, oh, it's an upset. And I guess it was if you look at the rankings. But if you look at Vegas, it wasn't really an upset. I, I hate that it was. I mean, I, I wanted the 
And, and I, Aaron, I think Baylor's good enough here in recent years where I'm not going to do the whole take solace in the fact that they were storming the field. I just don't care. People can storm the field. I, I, they were making fun of Tech the other day for storming the field. Is it ridiculous? Sure. But do I care? No. I don't care. I mean, you think some fans out in Lubbock weren't ready to celebrate after kind of some of the things they've watched over the years? Joey gets a win, improbable win. I mean, that was the opposite of Baylor in the overtime. Tech's got a fourth and 20 in, in overtime, and it's like, it looks like the game's over. And they, and they make it. They somehow make it on 4th and 20. Holgerson's over there losing his mind, and Tech pulls that game out. The Bears were just handed that thing. I mean, I cannot tell you how much BYU tried to give them that game. The guy hooks the field goal, and then he does it again. The first one was like 30-whatever, 30 33. The second one was, I think, 37 how in the world, by the way, Aaron, does Sataki, Kalani Sataki, the head coach for BYU, how is he playing for a field goal in that overtime? I'm thinking, what are you doing? Your guy just hooks one, and if he doesn't do it again, I mean, just hits it horribly. I mean, I, I just got to say, I mean, I, I wanted the Bears to pull that thing out. But if you're going to, if the team's going to try to hand you a win, you got to take it. Okay, and then they didn't. The Bears did a good job. I think that was Morgan. Uh, it may have been Lorando, actually, that broke up that pass in the end zone. Okay, he kept getting called. He got called for interference, and then he breaks one up in the end zone. Good play. And so it's only, what, 26-20. Bears score, and they go for two, and they get it. They win. And they didn't even get to that. They got first and goal on the five and just back up. Down there, you know, false starting. I mean, these are NFL-type offensive linemen that were making key mistakes and jumping off, you know, doing weird stuff. I mean, come on now. we got to step up. I think Drew Pearson's got me all excited, Aaron. Uh, we all have to step up. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Nebraska fired head coach Scott Frost after starting the one, the season one and two, including a 45-42 Home loss to Georgia Southern Saturday. The uh, Cornhuskers were a three-touchdown favorite going into that game. How uh, how badly did they want to get rid of Scott Frost? Well, if they'd waited till October 1st to fire him, his buyout would have been $7.5 million. Instead, he will get his full $15 million buyout because they did not want to wait another three weeks to fire him. I love, by the way, you're right. I mean, that is unbelievable. You know, they they got to put their list of potential coaches together. And, of course, our own Dave Aranda shows up on the list. I mean, he, he didn't want the LSU job. I mean, there was another one getting mentioned out there. What was the other ones, Aaron? There were several. Washington was one of them. Oregon, Oregon, he mm-hmm. came up for that for that job USC too. USC for a little while. Yeah, Washington, you're right. USC came up. The guy did not want any of those jobs, but he's going to go to Nebraska. Why? Like I he's from California. He seems to love it in Waco. He didn't go to any of these other like big time programs and he's going to go to a place where they've got this warped sense of who they are. They ran off Polini who was winning like eight or nine games a year. 
Now they can't even win six games. Now they win like three or four games a year. I mean, they're, they're a flat-out embarrassment. Uh, and, and I guess they just think, well, Tom Osborne used to be there. And, boy, they used to win national titles. Guys, how long ago was that? 20 years? I mean, they have not been in the national conversation since Ndamukong Sue was there. And that all goes all the way back to, what are we in, Aaron? 2022? you got to go back to 2003? I mean, how long has that guy been in the... In the NFL, he's been around forever. They haven't I mean, been you relevant go... since they left the Big 12. Yeah, which, what was that? About 2008 or nine or something like that, or 2006? Yeah, I think so. Colorado and Nebraska check. left. I mean, somewhere around there. Oh, what a, what a mess. I mean, yeah, Dave Aranda, he's just desperate to get to Nebraska. I mean, we're we're a little crazy in Waco. We got our own crazies, but it's it's the right kind of crazy. You go out to Nebraska, and you got the wrong kind of crazy. You got people who don't know who they are. I mean, at least with us, we know we're just a bunch of Baptists, and we, we're all we we fight and we disagree. But at the end of the day, we we kind of love each other. Nebraska just has this horribly warped sense of who they are. They still pretend to be a blue blood program, even though they hadn't won anything in 20 years. All right, that's enough of that rant. Uh, Dave Aranda staying right here in Waco. Aaron, do we have crazies in Waco? We're not that crazy. Uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Next, we get back into the Cowboys with former scout and coach for the Cowboys. Glenn Stretch Smith. That's next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas loses last night's regular season opener to Tampa and loses Dak Prescott for several weeks to a thumb injury. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services. Last night's Cowboys 19-3 loss at home to Tampa in the season opener was ugly as the offense managed just one field goal. But adding injury to insult is the fact that quarterback Dak Prescott will have surgery on the joint of his right thumb and he'll be sidelined as long as eight weeks. The injury occurred in the fourth quarter and it was Cooper Rush who had to step in. Yeah, just go do your job. It's the same plays. All come together as a group and um, you know, just got to go make plays and execute. Execute is what the offense failed to do last night, totaling just 71 rushing yards and a paltry 173 passing yards. And yeah, it was as bad as those numbers suggest. Dallas looks to rebound next Sunday when hosting the Bengals. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. 
Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready for some football? It's football season, so stop in at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco. Come watch football at the bar and enjoy specialty margaritas or stop in before the game and enjoy any of their great menu items like their famous tomatillo enchilada, Mexican toquitos, or pollo del mar. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and open till 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco, located off West Loop 340. Cars priced right, day and night. Average your car in Texas. Trucks built for you, red, white, and blue. Average your car in Texas. Cars that zoom with lots of room. Average your car in Texas. Count on us, a dealer to trust. Average your car in Waco, Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley. As we enter the 5 o'clock hour, and uh, 4.20 today, we had Drew Pearson on, the original 88. Now we have a man who also uh, was part of the Cowboys organization. It is Glenn Stretch Smith, also part of the uh, ESPN Central Texas organization at what point. Uh, I I will not ask Stretch which one, which association he's more proud of, but... uh, Stretch, good to have you on today. Boy, Drew Pearson was really fired up earlier today, and he made a good point. He said that he did, if, if Roger Stahlbeck was targeting him, there was no such thing as a bad ball. Anything in his radius he felt like was a good ball. And, uh, and he, I think he said that in regards to 
C.D. Lamb, you know, not being able to haul in a pass that was a little bit behind him. Um, uh, Stretch, there are a lot of people upset with the Cowboys today. And and with good reason, Matt. I mean, there's a lot of people that are upset that, you know, the quarterback basically, you know, kind of held the feet to the fire of that organization and got the kind of money that he got and, and, and went out there and put on that kind of performance. I, I mean, I'm telling you that, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you sit back and, and, and we're a day, you know, a day removed from that. And you think, boy, that, that, that's as bad as anything I've seen in a long, long time. And I, I'm, you know, I'm going back to when I was uh, coaching here and we had Quincy Carter. I mean, it, it, you know, it was a, it was a bad, it was a bad performance. And, until they can, until Dallas can get, I, I believe what is their, you know, what is their Achilles heel, which is some of the issues that they have with paying guys more money than they deserve. I think it's, I, I think it's going to continue to bite them, whether that be the contract with Zeke, whether that be the contract with Amari Cooper. I mean, and now I think this contract with Dak. You look at this today, and I mean, he walked off that field last night, and I mean, there was some there was some trash hurled his way, and and that's you know that people are disgusted by what they saw, and certainly uh, the performance that was out there, and 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 what he put on the field last night. I, I, I. I think I saw him like give the fans like a thumbs up or something. I kind of, I kind of, uh, it's not good. I don't want to laugh and encourage that kind of behavior, but he was, uh, as he was running off the field, I, at first, uh, stretch, I thought he literally was reassuring the fans that he was okay. And then later when I saw that replay of the trash coming out there, I, I don't know. I kind of thought maybe he was mocking them or something. Now, Stretch, we had a uh, the uh, Doomsday podcast is a very popular podcast. Ed Werder is involved. You are involved. I'm involved. And you and I had a, a fiery discussion last night, late last night, uh, to where, and, and I, I didn't know if you were going to calm down a little bit today or whatever, but, I mean, that is, now that you've had a chance to even watch it more, it's pretty baffling <clears throat> what was going on with that offense. And and like you said last night, generally you will pick out a, a person or two who plays okay. But this was a this was a failure across the board. Do you find yourself today more would you as a do you think Cowboys fans should be more upset with the front office for putting this team together and sending it out there like that or the actual players on the field who couldn't execute where where do you think the the anger and the ire should be directed well i mean i'll ask you i mean you watch enough of this and you know as a fan i mean put your fan hat on and and this team you know was convinced that they could let lyle collins walk out and they would get just as good a play out of terrence Steele. They were convinced that they could let Connor Williams walk out the door and they could get just as good a play out of Connor McGovern. They were convinced that they could let Amari Cooper walk out the door and they could combine, get enough out of C.D. Lamb and a, and a, and a free agent in Houston and, 
and, and a USFL pickup and Cavante Turpin to be able to put a product on the field that would feel comparable to the offense that you saw last year. And the bottom line, the answer to that is no, 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 they, they, they are not as good. And when you, when you combine that with a quarterback who they feel like is a franchise quarterback, they did not put him in, in the preseason at all. He did not take one snap. He comes out into the game against Tampa Bay. His first throw is a four yard option route to Schultz and Schultz had to pick it off his shoe tops. Now you're going to say, well, that's unfair to compare Troy Aikman to, to Dak Prescott. Well, that's my only point of reference is, is, is Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman hits that throw in his face mask, 100 out of 100 times. So the fact that now all of a sudden you put all this confidence in this quarterback and yeah, he's had some good games. Yes. He shows some leadership qualities. Yes. He's, he's got some synergy and some moxie around him. Is he worth the money that he just got through being paid? And you see that all of a sudden you think you can go out and, and, and pick up the speed of the game by not even playing a snap in the preseason. I'll tell you to me, when I, when I look back and I went back and looked at it again today, that's exactly what that looked like. That looked like a preseason performance from the quarterback. High throws. And, I, I, again, Drew, I, I get Drew, and Drew, I, I respect Drew Pearson a lot. But, I mean, if, if you're a quarterback in this league and you're making that kind of money and you can't drive that ball into a 15-yard comeback window, when you're a quarterback in this league and you see a curl flat, and they're playing Tampa too, and you throw it right to the damn curl for a pick. I mean, to me, those are those are things that are just inexcusable. And so, you, you, I, and every other Cowboy fan in the Metroplex and across the country have good reason to be upset with what you saw because guess what? That that's kind of what we're going to get this year, and, and it looks like a long sixteen weeks. So don't plan on calling me every Monday at five o'clock asking me to come on here. Cause I'm not doing it. Mosley. <laughs> oh, I got you locked in. I've got you on retainer <laughs> M&M broadcasting. Uh, we would uh, love to get you back in the fold. So I would, uh, I, I would, I would love to call you every week at this very time, but you're right. I mean, it's going to get to the point. It could get really ugly. I, I, I think back to even the Aikman days and think about some of the competent backups that were in place, whether it be uh, Steve Berline one time. You know, in later years, Anthony Wright uh, was a backup. I mean, they, right now, I think part of the misery for Cowboys fans is there's no real belief. I mean, there might be a belief that Cooper Rush could get you through one game. But the thought of somebody getting you through five, six, seven weeks, the season feels like it's over. And uh, honestly, it's so bad. The, 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 the feeling of apathy is so bad toward keep Cooper Rush. Maybe it's unfair that Will Greer seems like a more exciting option. If you're out there in that uh, scouting department or even in the front office, what are you thinking at quarterback, knowing that Jack 
will likely be out till early to mid-November. I mean, I'm sure that they're, you know, they're looking and seeing what's out there. I mean, can they talk, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick out of coming off of, uh, you know, out of coming out of the Amazon Thursday night uh, broadcast? I'm sure they're thinking of every possible option because, again, the thought of lining up with Cooper Rush for Matt, I'm going to tell you that I think this is at least eight weeks, and if it's eight, it's going to catch. It's going to it's going to take the quarterback at least two more weeks to get the speed of the game because that that what I mean. Think about the time that he's been out. I mean that that's ten weeks into the season, and I just don't know how you're going to say we're gonna we're gonna feel comfortable with sixteen games to go in this year. And, and, and the thought of having to play Cooper Rush half of those games, I mean, that's, that, that, that's a problem. Here, here's, here's the flip side of that. I mean, who are you going to go get? Well, I mean, I don't think you're going to explore a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that you can pick up the phone and call and see if Tampa may, you know, may say, okay, Blaine Gabbert. I mean, is Jerry going to pick up the phone and try to get Drew Brees to come in here? I mean, I just, I just, the options are very, very minimal. So, yes, we can be and, and, and sit here and kick around some different things. But in, in reality, Cooper Rush is what you're going to get because even if you, even if you were able to sign or get one of those guys to come back out of retirement, it's going to take them two or three weeks to get the speed of the game themselves, much less the verbiage of the offense or anything else. So, I just think it's, uh, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan and you're sitting out on the porch right now and you're pouring peanuts and a Dr. Pepper and you're pouting, that's what you ought to be doing. <laughs> that's what my dad – I feel like that's kind of an East Texas thing. Um, my dad used to put used to do that and put those like in a Dr. Pe- a bottle of Dr. Pepper, put the peanuts in. When, when did you see that done? Oh, in Austin? I, I, oh, absolutely. When I was – a when I was a young man, I absolutely go out to Lake Travis and look around a little bit. There'd be, there'd be some boys that I, they might even get those spicy peanuts. Mostly. I know you're kind of a, you, you, you kind of like a little spice in your food every once in a while and pour them down in there and let them soak in that Dr. Pepper. Absolutely. It, it's not only done in East Texas, it's done in a bunch of places. And then when you're done with that, you, you know, you get, you, you give yourself a good, good West Texas belch, and then you plug that thumb in your mouth because you're pouting for a while, and I think that's exactly what we're dealing with there. <laughs> I, 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 I literally think that Anderson County has the market cornered on this, so this is shocking to hear that other counties in Texas are doing this. Now, what is your uh, – can you paint any – can you find any optimism? Can you see any scenario over the next few weeks – where the Cowboys somehow rally together. Now, here's here's one scenario. I, I hate to see him do it. He may not be ready, but Gallup it has returned to practice, and you could try to get him back in this receiving core. And I'm not saying he alone can save the season, but C.D., Gallup, and Noah Brown does sound like a much better receiving core than what they threw out there last night. Can you see any scenario where they could rally around this defense, perhaps? And by the way, do you see any scenario where uh, Mike McCarthy gets himself fired during the season? 
Well, I, I mean, I do think that defensively, when you saw a, a defense last night continually have to go out there after three and outs, I mean, the Cowboys, I think, got four first downs in the first drive and didn't make another first down to the last drive of the first half. They're holding Tom Brady to, you know, they're getting, he's getting in the red zone and they're inside the 20, they're holding them out. He's getting inside the 30, they're holding them out. I mean, for two and a half quarters, the defense played about as good as I think you could see him play. I mean, you saw guys that are, oh, Diggy Zua, you saw young guys on this defense, Tristan Hill, um, you know, Wilson, the safety, make the pick. I mean, jockey up in there like he's bringing it. And he, he absolutely, whether Tom Brady will admit it or not, he fooled Tom Brady because he fell right back into the slant and he picked that ball off. So defensively, uh, there's a lot of good things to point to. Obviously, I mean, Micah Parsons is a special player. You still got Lawrence who's got, you know, who, who can bring it off the edge. I think that Dorrance Armstrong is, you know, showing you some things. I still like digs. Um, I, you know, I like the safety. So defensively, you know, you're, you can, you, you can point and say, boy, there, you know, there might be a chance, but I just, again, when you look at the way the league's going, when you look at the rules, when you look at all the things that favor the fact that the NFL wants offenses to score 30 points a game, 28 points a game. I, I, I look at the Cowboys offensively, and I, I, I think, can they take the ball? Let's just say they get it at the 30, their own 30. Do you see them making three or four 65, 70-yard drives in order to put those kind of points on the board? The answer is no. And so I, I don't know how you say, well, you know, I, I could see this team even having an opportunity to play 500 football. I mean, right now, I, mean, I think you'd be really fortunate to say this team could win six games. And, and, and to me, that's when you think about where they were, they went from a team who was favored with the Eagles to win the NFC East to going out there and winning six games. That'll bring you to, to the, to the, you know, your last, your last comment was, I, I don't believe six and, a six and 11 is going to bring Mike McCarthy back. I don't know how you could sell that to the fans. And so you have a guy like Sean Payton who's sitting out there waiting, who has a relationship with Jerry. You have Mike Zimmer who's sitting out there who has a relationship with Jerry. No, no, absolutely not. And I don't care. You're not going to be able to make the excuse that you lost the quarterback to give the head coach another year. If they go out there and, 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 and win five, six, seven games, I think you can look to see another head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year, and I'm not sure that, it, that, it, that he makes the season. Well, I'll tell you, Stretch, I hit the trifecta. Uh, my beloved uh, Lake Highlands Wildcats dropped one at Highland Park. The Bears go out there and run into, a, uh, run into issues in Provo, and the Cowboys don't even show up. At least your alma mater, the University of Texas, did have one of the great moral victories in school history. All right, 20. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 and that's a Matt Mosley shot across the bow to every UT fan. There, there's, your, there's, your, there's your D-typical young man who's, who's stomping his feet because he didn't get his way, and he's going to say, well, at least y'all played good. Mosley, please, I, I, again, I saw the picture. 
last night that Frito sent me of your hairdo. For the love of the Lord, go get a haircut. You look like a mutt. <laughs> I can't. Aaron, you stop laughing. Stop laughing at this stuff. All right, uh, Stretch, appreciate it, and uh, glad to have you locked in every Monday, 5 o'clock. There he is, Glenn. I, I tell you what, I tell you Stretch. what, don't cut me off, Mosley. Aaron, if you got some pink and shears in that booth in there, go give him a haircut. He looks like Rick Springfield, for crying out loud. Clean him up a little bit. Aaron's at a loss of words there. Oh, man. Aaron. Uh, I agree Aaron. with him. <laughs> All right, Stretch, we appreciate you. There he goes, uh, off into the night. Glenn Stretch Smith, former Cowboys scout and coach. Uh, Aaron, you just you agree with him because <laughs> no, you. I think I think I am going to go. I think I am going to clean this this look up. But Stretch has been all over me about the uh, about the long hair. All right, it is the Matt Mosley show. We've had a we've had a all-star show today uh drew pearson joined us at 420 glenn stretch smith now let's hear a little bit from dave aranda now we do have an early pitch for the rangers because they've had this uh what do you call that aaron like a twilight type doubleheader when you play one at whatever time it was noon and then you play another one at six i think we call that like a twilight doubleheader or whatever uh that that game that first pitch i'm going to guess is at about 6 10 tonight here on espn central texas um but next we're going to let you hear a little bit from dave aranda today because i think a lot of us are kind of wondering what exactly was going on with the offense the other night and why the bears could not capitalize on a couple of gifts that they were given late in that ball game it's all next it's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Our money is covering check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including soccer, volleyball, and Baylor football, dropping a double overtime heartbreaker on the road. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Keep up with Baylor soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor F-U-T-B-O-L. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger, and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And welcome back. Baylor football in a top 25 showdown with future Big 12 member BYU late Saturday night in Provo, Utah. The game went back and forth, tied at 20 at the end of regulation, and the Cougars win it in double overtime over Baylor, 26-20 the final score. After the game, we visited with Bears head coach Dave Aranda. I thought their effort was um, really good. I thought their um, their want-to was there. I thought they were playing for each other and trying to back each other up, but I thought you know, we were playing uh, multiple opponents throughout the game. I mean, we have 14 penalties, and a lot of them at costly times. You know, we'd be off the field, and there would be a penalty, and we're right back on. And, you know, they would extend drives for them, and you know, shortened drives for us, and I just think, you know, um, as much as uh, we've stressed it, we have to do a better job. I need to do a better job of making that a, a real big priority um, because we cannot, you know, in these other road environments that we're going to be going to, we can't be battling whatever team we're playing on the field and ourselves. Um, you know, I think it's too tall of a task. Dave Aranda following Saturday's 26-20 double overtime loss to the BYU Cougars in Provo. Next up, the Bears back in action this Saturday back home at McLean Stadium hosting Texas State. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Also from the weekend, congratulations to Baylor Volleyball. They sweep through their own Baylor Invitational, winning in straight sets over Colorado State, Arizona State, and Evansville. And Baylor soccer scheduled to play Gonzaga on Sunday afternoon in Spokane. The match had to be canceled due to unhealthy air quality in the city due to surrounding forest fires. Next up, for Baylor soccer, they'll take on SMU on Sunday in Dallas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. We're SIA LTL Freight. For nearly a century, our team has been committed to driving business forward. From Lady Liberty to the Golden Gate, Superstore to Corner Store. We go that extra mile, expanding our team to better serve you. So trust that when you partner with SIA, we take every delivery personally. Visit SIA.com for all your shipping needs. That's SAIA.com. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Get in motion with First Central's free checking that pays you cash back and refunds fees from ATMs nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature and free reward checking while being the MVP of a new cashback season. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, it's true. We do for you. Eligibility and qualification supply, member NCUA. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. 
Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. 800-366-2834. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. That is the uh, Matt Mosley show. This sounds like some of the soundtrack they had in Provo the other night. Some people were saying their their uh, soundtrack was a bit dated, which is fine. I like some of the old school stuff, and that's that still gets the fans going. If you get jump going, uh, jump around, that type of thing, you can kind of uh, uh, jump up and how do you go, Aaron? Jump up and uh, get around. Uh, get, mm. I better not try to go down that route. Jump up, it's, jump up, and get down. That jump up, jump up, and get down. That's it. Okay. <laughs> but it does get the even the young students, even though that song's been around now 20 years, probably 25 years perhaps, it still gets them going. Aaron, do you remember where that – did that come from just straight out um, group, or was it in a movie that really made it famous? I feel like – No, it was just like a – kidding. It, I thought Kid and Play had it in one of their movies or something. No, um, it was really popular. It came out when MTV still played videos, and okay. videos were really popular, and it kind of blew up from there. It's been in a bunch of movies since, but yeah, it, it blew up as a single first. 
way way been, back in the day back in like house party or something God, you remember singles those were you grab one of those things have an a side a b side uh boy back in the day those were those were big deals i think the first one i had might have been uh who's that saying electric avenue eddie grant gonna rock yes down to electric avenue and then we'll take it higher um it is the matt mosley show espn central texas rolling along on a monday now we hope this has been some therapy for you earlier in the show i covered a lot of my baylor thoughts right off the top thought the defense did some good things i thought letting byu race down the field in that with about a minute and a half i mean i think it's a good lesson Bears really, and you would think at that point, they BYU hadn't really done anything. Bears take a 6-3 lead because they missed the extra point after the touchdown, and it turned out to be too much time on the clock for BYU. And they go racing down the field, and they started to find something. And that number 27, Chase, oh, geez. I, I just I hope I never have to see that young man again, although I think he's maybe a true freshman. So unless he goes on a mission or something, I'm hoping he does uh, get a, get the calling from from the Lord and uh, and just head out there on a Mormon mission because I would not like to see him again. He just put it on the Bears, had over 100 yards receiving, and they were able to get the ball down the field. Bears were not able to do that. Um, Dave Aranda was asked about some of those things today at his uh, uh, weekly press conference. Those things happen on a Monday after games. Tom Barfield on the scene as always uh, for this uh, for this press conference, and uh, probably Lark was there as well. John Morris always on the scene, so ESPN Central Texas well represented. Let's hear a little bit of Dave Aranda now that he's had a chance to to watch the film and kind of process some of the things that led to that twenty six twenty loss in Provo. It's good to see you guys. Um... You know, good to be back in Waco. So just the the review of the game was um, was humbling, but you know, at the same time, just a great learning experience. A lot to uh, a lot to be improved upon. I think always coming in those situations, just real honest um, about what your motivations are. Getting into a problem, you know, um, not bringing your ego into it. And uh, kind of, you know, how hard is it to have an honest conversation? I think those are things that um, are really the task within the task for us in terms of where everything's at. You know, staff to staff, uh, staff to players, players to staff. And so we're really looking at that as an opportunity to uh, bring this team closer and to uh, to grow as a team. You know, a lot of... Uh, um, you know, looking back at all, at all of it, a lot of uh, um, praise and recognition to BYU. I thought they they played hard. I thought the environment was uh, was a good one. Um, there was a home field advantage there, and uh, you know, I thought collectively for us, we let the outside affect the inside, and. Uh, you know, with that, though, still continuing to battle and to um, to bring it into the late stages of the game like we did, I think is a, uh, a credit to the team. And like I said Saturday night, I think it's, it's very difficult um, to be in a game where 
with the ups and downs and all of it. Haven't been in a game where it was, you know, uh, two field goals from however many yards out were were missed. Um, and so, you know, to be in a game where we're still kind of battling and all of that takes a lot to um, to get to that point. And so it's one thing to be at that prior to a loss. It's another to address, you know, the shortcomings and um, the issues and to get better as a team, but then still bring that belief and still grow that belief or that connection or that, you know. Um, and so that's the, you know, that's the challenge that we got. Uh, with that, take any questions you guys have. Dave, after the game, you mentioned the discipline issue as far as the penalties and all that. Uh, in practice, uh, game, uh, film sessions this week, how do you reinforce improving that? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we're 126th, if I'm not mistaken, and there's 130 teams, you know, and so it's it's funny that last year's BYU game, we had no penalties, you know, but that was after, I think, being 126th again, you know. I was just talking with one of our academic people and about a uh, sophomore now that, uh, that uh, was a freshman last year, and uh, he's playing now, and... and um, you know, in ro- in the rotation and everything, and he was he commented, um, and our academic person was in the room when he was commenting to another younger person and was saying, you know, well, I wasn't playing last year, and I'd be in meetings, and I wouldn't really pay attention because it wasn't anything to do with me. And um, as unfortunate as that is, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. I think human nature is that way, right? It's always kind of me first, you know, me over everything. <laughs> Please, let's talk about me. Can I get a little bit more me? And, uh, and I think especially from a young person perspective, it makes a lot of sense. But I think it also adds to the, um, you know, the circumstances that we're in now because we're kind of doing it all over again, you know, of uh, learning, you know, the rules of the game, so to speak. And so, um, I mean, we talk about penalties every day and we show examples and, and all of it. And, you know, I think... Um, we're just going to have to double down on that. And then I think it really gets to a part, I think, really, to be honest, where we have to build a wake-up. And, um, you know, that when we're talking about it, we're talking about it to you, you know. And so I think I think sometimes that learning, um, unfortunately, has to, takes hard lessons to learn that. And uh, we're not at the point yet to where it does not. And so... Still, something to aspire to there. With a third of those penalties being false starts, you feel like the team was adequately, adequately prepared for that atmosphere. Or is there no way to simulate that? It's a good question. You know, we, um, you know, we would have um, from the very beginning of camp a, uh, a, um, um, you know, a cadence that was really kind of um, designed for that environment, um, and we would have. You know, sound and practice sessions and noise and all of it, and and um, you know, I just think I think that um, I can remember being in the huddle of our offense on the sideline. I can remember being on the sideline, the huddle of our teams, special teams, and then uh, the huddle of our uh, defense, and just seeing real big eyes. You know, and so anytime you see the big eyes, that generally tells the story. That's the the forewarning of those things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we we could have done it more. I think the things that uh, 
that really have to transpire is um, that, you know, they're enough and that they're there, um, you know, to play in those environments and to really succeed in those environments is part of it. And so uh, I think moving forward, we'll be better equipped. I think it probably takes the real thing to get the message all the way across. Dave, uh, guys rushed the ball 52 times against yep. BYU, which I looked it up. It was most for Baylor since 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of times in a game. Mm-hmm. Going into the game, was that the game plan? Was that trying to create an identity? Mm-hmm. Or was that just sort of based on what BYU was showing you guys? Yeah, I appreciate the question. I think it probably was a, a bit of everything you said there. Um, you know, I think there there was some um, some uncertainty and some um, 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 you know some timidness in the throw game, both on the the throwing and the receiving and the blocking part of it, and so. Um, I think while that was being addressed and coached, and I'm sure guys were, you know, um, learning and trying to apply as the game went on, I just think that, um, you know, it's hard to explain. I think when you're in it, you just have a feeling that, yeah, I'm saying it and they're nodding their head, but we ain't getting it, man. (laughs) We ain't getting it. So that was the feeling. And I just, it felt, you know, that the run game uh, was there. And, you know, it's kind of, I think it really boils down to this. That's where the experience is. That's where the guys have been in those environments before. And those are the guys that have kind of played through all of that. And we talked about the freshman that became a sophomore that really never listened and never applied. Those guys have been in it and have applied. And so you're really kind of leaning on them. I don't think that was the the decision in the moment was that, but it just felt that way. And, um, you know, I think a couple of the runs that were five or six, you know, um, possibly could have been more. And uh, we kept trying to find that that one big run to kind of propel us to the other side of it and never quite got there. Coach, do you have an update on Tay and whether he'll be available this weekend? It's questionable right now. I think he's still getting looked at. And so, um, you know, as of this morning, it's still up in the air. You kind of talked about players being in their heads. Uh, Blake might have been one of, those, one of those guys that just couldn't find it. Uh, talk about, especially in that those overtime periods and kind of what was going through his head. Did you say anything to him uh, or anything after the game to kind of calm him down? Well, I, um, I appreciate the question. I think, you know, I look at all of it as far as, you know, you try to prepare the folks as best you can. And, uh, you know, I just look at... You know, um, for as young as we are, should I have made more point of, you know, showing up um, and the courage that it takes to show up? You know, I think a lot of my language going into the game was, um, um, hey, this is going to be a fight and uh, prepare yourself um, for um, Back when I was growing up, it was 15 rounds for a 15-round fight and what that entails and taking a hit and getting back up and that, and whether or not that was the right thing, you know, um, whether or not that's the level of uh, maturity that we're at or not. And so, you know, a lot of uh, what we're doing right now is difficult to talk about because everyone has a part in it, you know. It's not just this guy's deal or Blake's deal or that guy's deal. It's all of our deals, you know. And I look at myself in terms of, um, 
you know, doing doing better with my part of the deal, you know. So I think um, early in the game you could sense the big eyes and, um, you know, they could feel that uh, uh, that crowd and that environment. And I think, you know, when you let outside stuff get in the inside, you know, there's there's things that you can't control that are kind of pulling the levers and pushing the buttons and it's hard to kind of get control of that again and uh, you know I think we're all trying and, and I think Grammy was trying with his play calls and all of it to try to get it right and you know I, I go back again to just the um, the uh, competitiveness and the heart of the team because in a lot of ways, and this is giving full credit to BYU and what they're doing, but I mean, we were not, um, you know, we were we were not at our best, right? Still trying to duke it out, and I give I give a lot of credit to the guys for that. Now look at all of the off season kind of playing into that. Now that we have to talk about, you know, so there's a. There's some particular players where here's a clip in practice. If we did it right, here's a clip in the game where it, you know, this is not right. Here's a clip in practice. Here's a clip in the game. And so, like, stuff like that's hard to talk about. I think it has to be talked about. And it can't be, from the coach's view, it can't be brought with any ego or any kind of flex. It has to be from a real genuine, um, you know, um, a genuine humbleness and a genuine willingness to try to teach. And so I think if it's brought that way, then I think the player can see that, hey, this person's for me. This person's not trying to blame or shame or any of this. And then I can really say, hey, you know what? Um, this this might have been a little big for me. But All right. Um, that was uh, Dave Veranda. And I found it pretty enlightening in some areas, thought the Eyes were a little big in the huddle, and I mean, I, I thought he—I thought he was very honest. He's always introspective, but admitting that the crowd and the atmosphere got to the players and the external what happened—you know—they it, it, internalized that, and then it came out in some. Um, and and what he said earlier in the in the news conference went right hand in hand with what we led our show with today. It. Yeah, on one hand, it's just bad to lose no matter what. But when a team tries to hand it to you, and he was saying it in a nicer way, but that's what he's saying. They missed a couple of 30-something-yard field goals with a guy they call like Jake the Make or something, and, and they tried to hand Baylor the game. So I do think Baylor can take some pride in hanging around in a game where they didn't have a passing attack. It didn't make the trip. And 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 I again this is a very honest head coach. The timidness is what he called it. Timid in the passing game. Well, you picked this guy to be your quarterback. Okay? You you don't want to go on the road and have a timid quarterback. You don't want to have timid young receivers. But it can happen. I mean, these guys are inexperienced. Who's got the most experience in this receiving core? It's just not. Maybe Hal Presley. I mean, Gavin's been around Baylor forever but he doesn't have a ton of experience on the field. Um, the timidness of the passing game, it is worrisome. Can it be fixed? I think so. But they've got to get it ironed out. And the next time you send it out on the road, when you go to Iowa State and you get ready to go to Norman and you got to go to uh, Austin, I mean, that can't show up. 
you gotta you you got to show up with that good feeling like you can you've you've shown up and you can take care of business. They've done it before, but as we found out the other night, this is a new team. This is not last year's team, and I think we make a mistake sometimes. Well, there's a bunch of guys back, all all the D lines back, the O lines back. No, 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 no. What do we talk about? I, I again, I'm. I don't feel good about the loss. I do get, feel good about the fact that I told you all offseason I'm worried about this group of wide receivers. Now, the, these young running backs, to me, stepped up. Squirrel did. Quaylen stepped up. The, 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 the running backs got out there and fought their rears off. I don't really have a problem there. But the passing game is an issue. And the reason Grimes had to run the ball 52 times is because that's the only way they thought they could win the football game. All right? It wasn't about like, oh, I just, we just want to try to establish identity. No. And it was a good question by Bryce, by the way. That gets to the heart of what needed to be asked. Talking about Bryce Cherry from the Waco trip. All right. It's been a fun one. Appreciate it. I mean, it's never fun to talk about losses, but it can be therapeutic. And, and we're not going to skirt around the issues here on this program. Now, Ryan's going to take you through tonight's Rangers game. All right, that'll that that that'll start up here in a minute. You'll get to hear the Baylor Blitz and then Rangers baseball with the second end of a uh, doubleheader. Doubleheader will uh, take you right into the uh, evening. All right, thanks to uh, Aaron. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of this one. Drew Pearson, the Cowboys legend, and then Glenn Stretch-Smith also with the Dallas Cowboys. Appreciate everybody who's been a part of this one. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody.